Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Well, we covered stress in the last episode of this podcast, and it really can be a great revealer in the marriage about what's in your heart and what's going on inside. Uh, That pressure tends to push it on out. And today on the Marriage Podcast, we're going to discuss responding to stress in productive ways. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, and uh, you all both work with couples. What do you do, and how often do you find a couple who's burnt out? All the time. Hmm. That's why they're (laughs) there. Yes, it's quite common. And even amongst our friends, just watching them as they, they work hard, um, they have kids, they're building a life together. Um, there's a lot of stress and especially during COVID and as a result of more stress added to people, many are burned out. We have some dear friends who he's a pilot and that's been challenging. He hasn't flown in like a month and financially that impacts them. Then their friend's daughter had a car accident and passed away. Hmm. And then the next day their dog passed away unexpectedly. Talk about stress and stress internally within the relationship as well as externally impacts both individuals. So it's it's important that we're talking about it, that we're supporting each other, but we also have others surrounding us to support. Uh, that's good. I appreciate that. And we're going to hear some more wisdom and uh, life experience from Mylan and Kay Yurkovich now about handling stressful seasons in your marriage. Here they are with Jim Daly. Let me ask you this. Why, as human beings, why do these things that we know will stress us, why do we go to the attack mode then? Why, you know, if somebody, if we're feeling stress and our wife says something, uh, which we take as negative, bang, then we fire right back, perhaps. I know this is a general question, but I'm just trying to, for the listener, trying to uh, define the mechanism for them. You know, when they're excellent, they're That's walking along, point. and all of a sudden, so, there's a little exchange of words, and all of a sudden, now you're you're ready to fire back. Well, I think that's such a common thing that we do in marriage because, and like you said, when we're at work or church, we do our best to put our best foot forward. But at home, our stress self is going to be more evident. And I think, you know, to help people understand that that stress response is different for some people do lash out. Some people shut down. Uh, Some people um, go out the back door as quick as they can. Some people sleep. Some people sleep. You know, I know there was a period in our marriage, really for the first 15 years, Mylon cleaned when he was stressed. And I had no idea that he was cleaning because he was anxious inside. But, But let me ask you, are those exchanges always rooted in stress? Well, yes, they are. And ah, interesting. Feelings. They're rooted in dealing with difficult emotions. Mm-hmm. And the things that really just pop our anger button, our anger button <laughs> just get us going, are often triggers. And triggers are something that where a spouse is stepping on a childhood wound. So, you know, we don't often realize that some of our reactivity, whether it's to fight or flee or freeze, is really occurring when as you interface with someone in the present, they're actually recreating or reliving a childhood experience. Yes. And so you're going back to your coping mechanisms that you had as a child, and they're often not great. 
Yeah. So it's dredging up history, jamming it into the present, which turbocharges the reaction. And I want to make sure, again, because someone listening might say, well, this is great. Mylon, of course, is an ordained minister and Kay is a family therapist. And I get all that. It sounds like psychology here. But let's talk about Jesus. I think he used Matthew 26 as an example because uh, and we're going to move into some of these other mm-hmm. stress definitions and the love styles and how stress plays into that. But let's put the spiritual application. I guess the goal in many ways, where was Jesus stressed? I guess the question would be, was he ever stressed and how did he deal with it? Well, when you put on your WWJD bracelet, what did <laughs> Jesus do when he was stressed? You look at Matthew 26. It was the night before he was going to die on the cross. Right. It was a miserable preparation that he had to go through, and he knew he was going to be judged and beaten and, and hung on a cross. But the night before, he it says in Matthew 26, and taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, which were James and John, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. So he had a stress response. This was his stress response. He was sorrowful and troubled. If you think what he would have looked like, he was... I'm certain, making noise. He was walking. He was pacing. He was breathing heavily. I'm sure, as Kay, you said earlier, his physiological responses, his heart rate was probably up. Adrenaline is flowing. And instead of being silent, he said to his disciples, my soul is very sorrowful, even to the point of death. Mm. Come watch and pray with me. And what he did was he revealed what was going on on the inside of him. He didn't just act in his stress response and let them guess what was happening. He said, my soul is distressed to the point of death. The word soul is a Greek word, suke, P-S-U-C-H-E. We get our word psychology from it. And it, huh. it, is, it is the word of the inner person. And I can't read what's going on in your soul. You have to tell me. And that's why Jesus proactively sought support from Peter, James, and John. And he said, remain here with me and pray and watch with me. And then it says in Hebrews that he cried with great, loud wailing and tears. And then it says in the Gospels that he was so stressed that blood was commingling with his sweat. And he was so stressed physiologically and emotionally. And he's crying before the Lord. Is there another way that we can do this? And he said that three times. And a lot of Christians think that this would be a weakness of faith to show emotion. Uh, to be real, to be transparent, to be vulnerable in, uh, in front of other people. But Jesus modeled that horizontally with Peter, James, and John and with the Heavenly Father. But where faith came in is where Jesus said, nevertheless, let thy will, not mine, be done. So he allows, this is beautifully modeled that we see him highly stressed in hor- with self-awareness, horizontal support of his three closest disciples, Peter, James, and John vertical support with the Heavenly Father. That's how he managed his stress. It was relational. Well, Greg, uh, Mylan and Kay mentioned how Jesus had the disciples with him when he was stressed out. He he looked to them for some level of support. Um, Supportive friends really, really make a difference in a marriage, don't they? They really do. And this theme is throughout the scriptures. So kind of giving this thought, I kept thinking, you know, like cord of three strands is not easily broken. And part of our community and our friends, what they provide us is the strength. 
you know, sometimes, you know, when we're feeling so stressed out, we can just rely and kind of lean on their strength. You guys are going to make it. You're going to be okay. And that's powerful. You know, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for times of adversity. In other words, that these these lifelong friends that we've had, we, we can count on them during those hard times. And, and we can reach out and we know that they're there and they're going to do whatever. If they have to drop everything, fly, drive to us, they, we know that they're going to do that. You know, the, there's times that, that friends will challenge us. You know, the, the idea of iron sharpening iron. And that's a beautiful part of the community that we have. That not only are we going to get support in, in their strength, but at times we're gonna, they're going to challenge us. Okay, so let me ask a, what I think would be a really important thing to kind of um, explore just briefly. Let, let's say I'm having struggles in my marriage and I get together with you. Where's the line between me sharing the struggle and me complaining? or whining, or looking for some sort of justification. Because I don't, I, I could see where supportive friends aren't going to feed that, but how do, how do we deal with that? Yeah, I think it's who you are focusing on that's mm. the difference. Mm. So if you and I, John, go out to lunch, which we do, and if your whole conversation is about Dina, what she's doing, what she didn't do, and you keep focusing, focusing, focusing on her, mm. that to me is complaining versus giving me context and then going, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to show up. What what should I do? Can you pray for me? I want to be the kind of husband that God wants me to, and I don't know what that looks like in this moment. See, then your focus is on you, yeah. which isn't complaining. If it's on her, then I would say it is. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that, and I think that's wise counsel. Thank you. And it's so important, if you're struggling in your marriage right now, to really begin praying and asking God, who is it that's safe, that can support my marriage as well as me in the struggle? Working with couples, so often they're isolated off, and they do, they, I'll ask, who is supporting you in this battle and in the journey towards a healthy marriage? And often they say, no one. Hmm. It's so important, especially in the community of believers, that we find people to stand with us and fight for our marriage with us. I appreciate that as well. That's an admonition. And if you don't have somebody that's safe, uh, please know that we're safe here at Focus on the Family. Our uh, phone reps are uh, just terrific listeners. They have big hearts. They'll be happy to talk with you. And then um, if you've got a significant thing going on, they'd be uh, really glad to go ahead and schedule a consultation time with you with one of our counselors. Uh, and then, of course, we'll point to resources. We have uh, kind of a unique bundle that we've put together from Mylan and Kay Yurkovich. It's got their book, which is excellent, How We Love. And then we also have a CD of the entire conversation they had with Jim Daly and me uh, that we've called Growing Your Marriage in Times of Stress. So uh, reach out to us if, we, if there are any resources or if you need just a safe person to talk to. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459. Or online, uh, we've got the details and uh, the links are in the show notes. Next time, Dr. Kevin Lehman joins us to discuss how your birth order affects your marriage. I'm John Fuller, and for Greg and Aaron and the rest of the team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.